Hello, everyone. This is episode 47. If you like what you're hearing, consider giving us a follow here on Spotify or a like. You can also follow us on our Instagram, Three Cousins Do a Podcast. All right, guys. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Three Cousins Do a Podcast, except today it is only two cousins. John Luke is unavailable, but in his place, we have a very special, a very illustrious guest. He's been a close friend of mine, one of my best friends for over five years now. Uh, and he does so much that he is going to explain to you himself. Give it up for Zamir Stills. Hi, hi all. Uh, very much, uh, wow, I cannot speak, but I'm very happy to be here. Um, yeah, I'm Zamir Stills. I'm a music producer, composer, DJ, songwriter, streamer, wearer of many hats, and uh, now interviewee. So, uh, I'm again, I'm very happy to be here, and thank you for the illustrious intro. Five years, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Time. Dude, I'm saying, man. Gosh. So, do you guys Jack. still talk or or no? Yeah, you know, yeah, oh, we all still the time. Keep in touch <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I feel like I talk to <laughs> yeah. him too much. Because like, because I, I know okay. he's busy, and I'll t I'll text him about just random stuff that I see in college football, and I know he doesn't watch it, but I'm like, you know, I got to tell somebody. Yeah, he he, uh, he keeps me up with the all the story agent. with all the storylines with college football. Like I, I'm I'm a UGA fan because you know that's where I went to college. That's where I met Zamir, and you know it is the best team in the nation right now, so that helps. Uh, but yeah, like, sir. Is this, are you just saying that or is that true no like, no no it, saying... it is true that we're the best team in the nation and that we won the championship like last year yes in okay. terms of rankings ah. we're the why, why is that like what do you have there you guys got um you guys defense got, like, machines or something Def well yeah we have we have machines on defense yes yes mm. our defense has been really good for it's crazy how consistently good it's been for this long like Kirby's yeah, recruiting I'll, on defense, especially with how many people we lose to the NFL each year. Like to keep that same oh, like core in mind, it's it's crazy. So so it's a D one then. Oh yeah. For now. Oh big time. Okay. UGA. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know you were famous, DJ. <laughs> my my school is, is well, pretty at least famous. your school is famous. So Zamir. Yes. Um, you don't know me, but <laughs> I know you through my cousin. And sometimes I look at your page. And I'm like, wow, this is very colorful. It's very appe uh, appealing. Um, I, I see that you. you make beats and stuff, and I listen to them. It's like it's like very nice. But then I also see that you stream, and that you, I guess, do your own graphic design. I'm yes. not sure. Yes, everything um, is everything I, in the Zamir Stills under the umbrella. That's all me. I don't have a lot of outside help. That is impressive. That is, that is very got impressive. you. Thank so you. like, like I'm, I'm gonna paint a picture for the viewers. Like when he does his songs, he'll have like this kind of motion graphic that like opens like like a what is it called? Um, a vinyl a record inside record. of its a yeah. vinyl record mm. comes out of like the sleeve and like and then the song starts playing. Like so, you, do you make those like motion graphics, or did you have to like get that off of like a thing and then you customize it? It's sort of a mix between making them myself and uh, some templates that I find, but um, 
I do manipulate a lot of the templates a lot to sort of match the branding and the style that I want because I like to keep things consistent. So mm. when you have outside graphics, you I just try to integrate them the best that I can. But yes, it's mainly just stuff I do on Photoshop, uh, Premiere, mm. After Effects, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Because like I was about to say, like if you can do motion graphics, bro, like. And it's like, like that, like, that's like, like God tier. Yeah. Much. I mean, like, yeah, that'd be really nice. That. Like, um, okay, continuing off of the you? motion graphics and like kind of in that same vein, um, you've really, uh, cut out this sort of niche in terms of your color choice and like the, the kind of signature colors that go along with Zamir stills whenever you're streaming or you're posting. And that's that. It's like the pink and the blue that's kind of neon that like that sort of Miami Vice vibe to it. What uh, what was kind of your thought process into choosing those colors and like making that a part of your brand? Yeah, I love that question. Tell so us. thank you so much for asking that. Um, I do associate and attribute a lot of my enjoyment to music as you know, as like how I picture it in my head with different colors. Because you probably are familiar with the term of synesthesia, where you know you yes. have to associate. I am not okay, enlighten so, me. So basically, um, in my case, it's basically just the intertwining of two senses. Like you see sounds, or you attribute c colors to different sounds. For okay. me, that's why colors are so important because I want that to be portrayed and i think that's a big way to stand out to a lot of people even who don't have synesthesia so they see the pink and mm. the blue and they're like okay yeah that's zamir and i know what i'm gonna get from zamir but in terms of coming up with the palette itself um i'm a long enjoyer of fighting games and one of the color palettes that i've loved is always been that pink and blue and one of my favorite Pokemon, you can't see the shirt that I'm wearing right now, but they have it on uh, is Sylveon, and that has a pink and blue mm. uh, Hold on, palette to it, too. Sylveon. So I was like, yeah, I, I want to roll with that. that. Nice. What is that? So, uh, is, that a, is that a water Pokemon? It's a fairy type. Yeah, it's fairy. I yeah. think it's one of like, the Eeveelutions. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's what it felt like. Oh, okay. I see the, I see the inspiration. Yes. Yeah. You nice. can see my Discord uh, uh, profile picture now, so you can see that Pokemon is a pretty big. Uh, wait, that's your wait, that's your profile on Discord. Let yeah, the the Eevee. Yeah. Oh, well, that's just an Eevee though. That's not it's not the. Uh, well, it's, it's not just an Eevee. Eevee. That's that's my baby. That's my baby. It's an Ivy. You, you, have, oh, to, you have to understand, <laughs> Jai, that uh, Eevee is Zamir's favorite Pokemon. And it is. I know, could I never got not love a human Eevee baby more got. than I love Eevee. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. You gonna name your 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 daughter or your your son Eevee? Uh no no because that would be strange. Um, yeah. Okay. I would give it an action. <laughs> I would give it a name, a proper name. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. Um, your beats. Uh, like not what's that about but like what are you are you selling your beats are you like what are you what are you doing with with your beats because they're good oh well i appreciate that um right now i'm sort of transitioning out of leasing my beats and instrumentals that i made and i'm 
um, sort of going in the direction of being more of a full-time composer where I would... Ooh! <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I guess I, I always get that sort of interaction when I just mention the term. They're like, oh, fancy. But I'm like... Uh, <laughs> You know. Oh, you you conduct orchestras or something? Uh, I mean, no, like, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I, I get <laughs> no. like the stigma behind composers, but like uh, even thinking about composers nowadays, they they really do not get enough credit because like so much they really don't. of like the iconic moments we see in media, like the 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 music or sounds that accompany that moment is what really has it stick in our minds, and like because like a lot of times when I'm remembering something. I'm remembering how it sounded too. Like the sound is the first thing that comes to my mind. When right. you say that they don't get that kind of attention, right? That's the word you use, attention? Yeah, the attention and the credit or that they deserve. Credit. I mean, would you say more like the star power? Like, oh, like this was composed by, you know, like like that? Like, I, I, like I people mean, know I, their names? I, I feel like there's, thing, only a, like there's only a hand. That That's the thing though. There's only a handful of composers I think that are like well known, yeah. Like Bwomp. Yeah, Bwomp. yeah. Bwomp. <laughs> Come yeah. on, who is that? Bwomp. <laughs> you don't know his name? I, 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 I don't. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say yeah. Hans Zimmer. I know John Williams for. You know the Star Wars and Indiana yeah. Jones. I know that probably. probably there's so Elfman many too. others. Yeah, Danny Elfman is good. But like, a lot of the score that you see, not only in like movies, but in video games and in TV shows and anime, that, that plays a huge part to like your enjoyment of that media. And that kind of leads me into my next question I had for you, Zamir. Um, I, I, I've listened to your music. I love it a lot. And I can see a lot of the influences you had, uh, that help you make your sound or that helped you develop your sound. What is the first instance you remember, or like, what is the first sort of inspiration you had that you incorporated into a song you made? Man, first inspiration. Well, I will say probably outside of my professional life would be when I had GarageBand on my iPhone and I was oh getting <laughs> really big into like uh, 2010 hip hop trap sound when Lex Luger was big, 808 Mafia was coming mm. up and stuff like that. So that yeah. was kind of where I learned how to make beats. But when I transitioned into sort of the direction I am now, I would say a big part of it was um, or the first one that I could think of was definitely Hiroyuki Sawano's uh, or Sawayano's soundtrack for Kill a Kill um, mm. because that soundtrack left such a mark on me because it was so experimental yet it combined a lot of elements that I really um, gravitated to. There was experimental electronic, there was orchestral, there was um, breakbeat. It was a lot of really cool stuff, a lot of folly, a lot of unconventional stuff. So I was like, you know what? That's going to be something that I can just, you know, I can just kind of work into my own thing. Like I could just make a bunch of weird stuff, take all my influences, throw them together and make something that's unique. Nice. That's great. Um, 
And you're saying that was back in 2010 when you when yeah. that happened, right? Or... Yeah, the the 808 Mafia was like 2010, the Lex Luger. Uh, the Kill a Kill was, I would say, I picked it more so up the first time I watched Kill a Kill, which was in 20, gosh, when was that? 2017, 2018, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. And so now you're trying to do more scoring? Yes. Or, okay. I might have to have a discussion with you later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a Me proposition as well. for you. Is um, the thing. <laughs> what'd you say, Zamir? I said, I have a proposition for you. Okay, what is it? No, I'm saying that's what you're, that, that's what. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I was attempting oh, to make right, a joke. Right, can, I'm not a funny guy. Come on, dry. No, no. <laughs> so sometimes dry can be a little oblivious to things. It, it's it's crazy. Oh, it's fine. No. You're running a podcast <laughs> right go. now. You're doing an interview. There's a lot of different moving parts. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. All good. Okay, so um, you're trying to get more into scoring. Is there something like? Is there a certain genre you'd like to score for more than another one? 100% I want to do the soundtrack or score for a romance anime. I know that's like near impossible Ooh. because I'm stateside and they usually like to uh -huh. do Japanese composers, but I want to do that so friggin' badly. Like I love romance anime I mean, so much. That's that's the thing with like with me, like I am trying to create like more animated stuff. Mm. Um Sorry, let me rephrase this. I am trying to make more animated shows that are kind of, um, I guess, not more serious, but like have that. They're not, not, it's not like it's for kids, you know? Like, I feel right. like a lot of our animation today um, is just meant for kids or like it doesn't go past those like surface level things or mm -hmm. it can't also be for adults or it can't also be for like 20 to 30 year olds. Yeah. Like how like Avatar The Last Airbender was. Mm -hmm. and, and like the, the, the few that it. we do go see ahead. typically get canceled very early on into their lifespan or like don't yeah. really get a chance we, to shine. I just we really have wish. Seen yeah, I wish oh, that ahead, when sorry. they make shows like that, they don't assume that kids are dumb because we live in the age of the internet. They're exposed to so much. Exactly. Just mm -hmm. yeah. write shows that respect kids' intelligence or if they don't already have it, introduce them to things. But I'm sorry to <laughs> go on that little tangent. Sorry. Oh, good. Now, I was going to say, like, we've seen, like, Castlevania and, like, Arcane. Like, those are, like, the type of shows that I want to, like, push more for like america because japan like you know they got a whole range of like you know kitty to like slice of life to really serious stuff but like we kind of don't have that and i kind of want to push more for those like adult animated shows that aren't like you know an adult comedy but like like uh castlevania and arcane mm -hmm. where it's like a little bit more a little bit more gore a little bit more violence right. action um stuff like that and um and if, well, when you said like oh only they only do the japanese um the japanese artists over there for those type of things like if we can make a base of like animated shows that are just as good or even well i feel like you know we have really good animators here we do oh because they learn from them you know they learn from asia so like because i know like a lot of you know uh, cartoonists or animators they go over to korea they go over to japan um and, you know study there and then they come back here and bring their talents back but like 
the styles that they that they use here are more like they're not like the ones that they use in Asia, but like the ones they use in Asia are kind of cool. And like when we see that kind of fusion between the two, like you get something kind of interesting. I feel like so like all this to say, just I I want more um just like mature animation here. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it was it, it's it was really interesting your answer being like that romance anime because like I, I can definitely see you doing that and I, I know you would be up to the challenge and you have it in your tool belt to create and compose a great like soundtrack for that romance anime but and I think a, a lot of people have had thought this early on and like I think we've had a few conversations about it but uh, how you want to like escape the the sort of like realm or box of type beats that people try to yeah. put you in for yeah. a while type beat. so can yeah. you sort of talk about like your progression as an artist through that and like trying to overcome that for sure um it's not super interesting of a story it's more of like well like in terms of like you know it wasn't anything flashy that was going on it was just one day mm. i was you know, kind of cranking out the stuff. Cause when you're making type beats, you're not making music for yourself. You're making music for other people. And that's, I, I cannot stress this to any artists or musicians that are listening right now. Please don't do that. Like make music for yourself first and then worry about other people later. Because it's it, if you want to make this a job, you want to have the least elements of it being a job as possible. You want to enjoy it. So when I was making type beats, there was a point where I wasn't enjoying it. And I was just like, you know what? I was, I didn't get the fulfillment that I wanted from music. So one day I just said, you know what? I'm gonna just make stuff for me for, first. It, I don't care if people don't wanna rap on it or they don't wanna sing on it. I just wanna make this kind of stuff too. So um, that's kind of how Where Zamir is now started when I just decided to say this is for me first and then I think a lot more people started to gravitate towards that because they felt more like the music was more of a piece of me more representative of me and so they were able to latch onto that and then it and I think when I listen back to the stuff that I make I'm just like you know what that sounds more like me it doesn't sound like I'm pretending it sounds like it's genuine hmm. yeah it's good because finding your, I guess, own voice in your work is where you get the best work. When you're vulnerable, mm -hmm. absolutely, get, like, the most honest work. Um, I was gonna ask about your process. Yeah, your process. Like, what, what does that look like when you're making a beat or a song? Like, where's the inspiration coming from? Then, like, how do you work it all out? Well, one book that I've read, um, it's called. Um, I had it right in front of me, but it's called Hello Habits by Fumio Sasaki. And there's a lot of quotes in there, but one of them was basically, um, you know, you don't wait for like an, some like, you don't wait for inspiration, real visionaries, you know, make stuff on a schedule. So I don't really have like, I, I don't sit down and just go, okay, I can only make something if I'm inspired. I every day I just wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna create something today. And so it, it might be good, mm -hmm. it might not. But the important thing is I just try to actually exercise that muscle. So as far as that, I just make a warm up song or like a little passage 
or um, it'll be after I practice on the piano and I'll just come over and start working on stuff. But um, yeah, it's really more of a schedule thing rather than just a flash of inspiration. But, and then sometimes I will sit down on an idea and work on it for like two or three hours or all day. And some days I'll just be like, you know what? 15 minutes in, uh, maybe not this one. I'll move on to something else or I'll take a break and I'll come back. But uh, it could be really anything. So, but it's just always at my desk. Do you, do you tend to finish the beats that you make a lot, or like you kind of just leave some of them if you feel like, oh, this is like really not sounding well. I don't know where to go. In the same setting, usually no, but I've forced myself to finish ideas out more. And that's just been a whole thing of me totally taking a new approach in how I compose stuff and produce stuff. Um, I've done different methods, but I've definitely been forcing myself to finish more stuff out so I can actually release music rather than just say, hey, I'm a musician and then never release music because I did that a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's like the same feeling for me yeah. where it's like, I'm a writer. What have you written? Yeah. Oh, I'm working on yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that I think we've all experienced in our lives and like, uh, overcoming that that sort of like nervousness or doubt that you have like like as you said like you're not waiting for inspiration you're making it a habit and scheduling it into your day and that is really impressive because we haven't even talked about all you do yet like you're doing a lot with this music stuff and your process and everything and making it and you're working around a schedule that also includes streaming that you do so can you talk about like how you sort of got into streaming and like your love of video games. Okay, so I could talk about video games forever. So I'm just gonna take the, the uh, streaming approach. I'm gonna do that as part of the question. And then, you know, maybe <laughs> afterwards we could, we could shop a bunch of music or video game and stuff like that. But yeah, in terms of how I got into streaming, I saw, especially during the pandemic era, like a lot of people were transitioning into streaming. And I've had other people say like, you know, because TJ, you can attest to this. I'm very <laughs> animated when I play mm -hmm. video games, especially yep. fighting games. So I've had people <laughs> say that, uh, you know, you should start streaming. And I always kind of thought about it, but I was also very like averse to it because I didn't really think I was going to be that interesting or I was not going to really open myself up to it. But one day I just said, you know what? I'm just going to do it because I feel like it'll just be fun and then uh, it started with a nuzlocke that i did for pokemon and i had some random people join and they really seemed to enjoy it. and i had i enjoyed having conversations with chat and stuff like that so um just being able to share my love of video games and how it influences a lot of what i do as a musician and just go about doing stuff and it, it makes me happy so just being able to share that and broadcast that with other people is so uh rewarding is the word that i will use for that but um yeah that's pretty much how i got into streaming and uh, i still do it as much as i can Thanks. what do you stream uh primarily <sighs> I did a lot more fighting games before because I played Dragon Ball Fighters because that was a game I was competitive in. But um, I'm mm. transitioning more into variety stuff, but it's still uh, got a good emphasis on fighting games because I play King of Fighters and Guilty Gear and other stuff. 
but uh, I'm also playing Pokemon. I'm looking at some indie games that I want to do playthroughs of. So it could be really it can be really much of anything. And then I also stream music production. So I'll have like little studio sessions that people can watch. That stuff is cool. I always like that stuff where people are just creating and you just chilling with them. It's so fun to watch. I like that. I love watching yeah. people. Like, uh, <coughs> well, they do it like little jam sessions. It doesn't have to be like full fledged songs. Like shout out to eight bit drummer. Uh, mm, they will just sit yeah. down and just wail on the drums to like a crash bandicoot song. And it's so much fun to watch. And uh, eight bit drummer it's, it's, is so good. He's so sick. Yeah. Have no knowledge of this man. Yeah, I actually got to meet him at Momocon, and he's usually when you see streamers, you don't think that they are the same kind of personality they they present to the world. But I was lucky when I met you know Eight Bit Drummer, and I was just like, man, this guy's just genuinely just a very energetic person. Like that's who they want. That's who they are. That's what they um like. They really are who you would think they are. So. Uh, it was really cool seeing that. But yeah, sorry, a little bit of a mixed duel. Yeah. That yeah, that that type of stuff is so cool. And uh d- don't get it twisted. Uh he is very good at video games, particularly uh fighting games. He just has like a great reaction time and you you sort of become mm. this like <laughs> local legend at uh this spot in Atlanta yeah um so yeah uh, sorry i didn't know if you were still going on that but um yeah Yeah, i'm gonna do a quick shout out to the people at cartridge atl and also at 404 esports two uh really cool i was i don't want to say up and coming but um i don't want to say fledgling either just smaller (laughs) venues where uh they play a lot of fighting games and stuff but yeah i've uh sort of came in one year and just decided you know what i'm gonna do some more locals and uh i've won uh, how many is it now i want to say 13 locals across Uh, four (laughs) games no five games five games across five games yeah okay it was which games smash fighters guilty gear strive um what was the other one did you get it king of fighters Fighters? obviously Mm -hmm. And um, there was one that was really weird that I won. I can't. I don't even remember how I. <laughs> they did didn't it. have like the a game was weird. Or the name. No, like the game was weird because I had I I didn't play it before like two days before the local, and I ended up winning that tournament. I forget what game it was, <laughs> uh, but I remember it just being so funny. Oh, it's gonna kill me. You're yeah, gonna say that, something, and it's gonna trigger it, and I'm gonna be like, yeah. oh. Was it like an anime fighter or? No, it was um, Ultra Street Fighter Four. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, dang. yeah. I Why was that weird? Because I hadn't played Street Fighter since Third Strike, and I hadn't played Third Strike since before I graduated college. So yeah, or no, before I, I went see. to college. Yeah. So yeah, eighth grade then. No, like twelfth uh, grade. Even more. <laughs> yeah, senior year because. Um, oh, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Because yeah. I played. I was, I was still playing Makoto, hey, and I didn't. Hey, yeah. Hey. I got lost in the sauce. I'm, I'm sorry, John. I gotta roast you for that. <laughs> How did you think eighth grade comes before college? I'm gonna cut that from the. From the yeah. <laughs> See, it is. Um, he, he has the power. See, he edits. 
<laughs> I do. <laughs> I can take it out. Um, do you have a focus face when you're playing? A focus face? Uh, yeah. I usually yes. will um, bite on. My, I will like I'll purse my lips or I will like tuck in my lips and bite them. Yeah. Like if you look at me on stream, you can see it. I'll have like a really big. And I have that when I practice piano too. Like it's. I do have a signature focus face. I'm trying not to do it because I want to be less tense when I'm playing stuff. But yeah, it's 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 a problem and I've had it since I was a kid. TJ, TJ what's yours? I, what's yours? I, I used to bite my tongue a lot when I was Oof. like focusing. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of go blank in the face. I probably look like I'm mad or something. <laughs> he nah, looks like a white letter. That's a common one. <laughs> I'm just like, it's the only thing that matters right now. Yeah, but yes, uh, we, we mentioned it earlier, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up your love of college football and, and your just extreme knowledge of the sport. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to say to any doubters of college football out there? I will say this. Um, like, when you say doubters, what do you mean? Like, like, like those who uh, don't watch or don't think that, that, they, that it's worth watching or okay. something like okay. that. Like, oh, this is minor league stuff. I don't, like, they don't get it. Oh, yeah. I'll say because like there are a lot of people who are just like, why do you watch college instead of the NFL? I feel like just the tradition of college football is enough to sell it to a lot of people. And I think storylines are so much better in college football. Like you have the, you know, fledgling up and coming programs going against giants. Like I'll say for anybody who doesn't really know why people get emotionally attached to college football or at least get invested in it, I would recommend that they watch 2007 Appalachian State versus Michigan because Appalachian State at that time, Damn. nobody even knew that was a real college and let mm. alone that they had a football program and they go right into Michigan, which is a giant. I think they were number two at the time. And it was the first game of the season and they go right in there and they just dominate. And you could see how much that meant to not just the players, but the university, the fans, the coaches, like, and we associate App State with being a giant killer to this day. And that one win really bolstered an entire program. So, I mean, like, there's just a lot of stuff that, uh, that you can really become invested in and just follow along with and just really root for in college football. So, and as, and also it's some of, you see some of the most hilarious stuff every week. So definitely that's, that's another good part of it, but yeah, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Okay. Zemir, last question for you. Yes. What's your favorite fighting game and who's the favorite character from that game? Okay. So I could do, I can go a lot of work. right now. It's King of Fighters fifteen. Yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. That's the one. And my favorite character in that get, to play or like just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To play. Oh, wait, to wait, play. wait, wait. Let's let's do both to play and just like story wise or design wise. Okay, so to play, probably this character named Elizabeth because uh, she just feels natural to me. Her inputs are, are very similar to a character that I played growing up in a game called 
uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction. And um, so, and she just feels natural and she's quick. I like that a lot. But my favorite design wise is this character named Yamazaki. And it's because mm. he's hysterical. Like he's so funny to me. He's, an, he's a literal demon. You know, when people say demon time, that's demon time, the character, because he'll just run up and <laughs> grab you and just kill you for existing. It's so funny to me. Wow. So Bowser with his stupid backflip thing. I would like I would say I would say it's worse than that because <laughs> with at least Bowser you could like spot dodge or um roll out roll away from it and you could camp him out. Yamazaki like if you're in the corner there's so many things you have to worry about. You could just jump in and it's a frame one grab and in this game you can't like backdash or anything. Like you could jump but you're not going to react to that because there's so many things that you think about. And so you can just jump in and just being like, oh, skill issue, GG, shake my hand, you're dead. You took 5,000 damage because you just didn't react frame one. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I uh, like robbing Samir, people in fighting you... games. <laughs> Samir, can you tell us your socials where we can find you? Tell the people where, we, where they can find you at. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zamir Stills. It's just my name uh, spelled. I don't know if it's spelled the way it sounds. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but you can also find me on YouTube, which is also just my name. And then I also have a website, ZamirStills.com. And then ZamirStills.Bandcamp.com, which is where all of my music is. But um, I try to do my best to keep everything consistent. Oh, and my Twitch, duh. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Zamir Stills. I know that I just listed a lot of services, but it's all my name. Shouldn't be too it's hard all to find. Stills. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for for, for all the people who can't spell, that is Z A M I R S T I L L S. Yep. It's Someone was going to put an H in Zamir. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Zamir, this has been pretty great, man. Thank you for, for coming on to the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. I hope I at least gave something you guys could work with. I gave a couple of long-winded answers, so I do apologize for that. But um, yeah, I had a good no, time. you did great. Yeah. You did great. You, you did a great job. And Thank you. so did all of you listening today. Thank you for lending us your ears. This has been another episode of The Three Cousins Doing a Podcast. You can follow us on our social media, on Instagram, at three cousins do a podcast and listen to us on spotify and soundcloud until next week in honor of john luke bye 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 bye